my wife said that she um she saw somebody and it was like a gaggle of kids, a couple. And as somebody like an older person walked past, he said, bubble formation. And all the kids <laughs> ran in <laughs> and got close to them. Like a Roman phalanx. Situation normal. Hello, welcome and bienvenue. Konnichiwa. Ni hao. I got, I got them all in, Ben. I didn't Jumbo, even leave Jumbo. you any. Jambo. 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 Welcome to the Armist Inquisition. The Isolation Tapes. Episode 126. I'm Armish yes. Phil. I'm Armish Ben. I'm Armish Matt. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. And tonight we have a special guest on, live on the stream. Shane is here from P Town, the P Town podcast. Yeah. How are you, you doing? How are you doing, Shane? Not bad. How are you? Very good, hey guys. Um, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. Good. Have you? Yeah. Oh, cracky. Do you know, Shane? Over the last few months, I've been. Um, well, a few months to a year, I've been reading about theosophy and Gnosticism and hermetic stuff, and I'm actually um, a practicing clairvoyant. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, I want to try and I want to try and read your mind. Can you look directly into the cam? I'm looking now. Well, that's yeah. disturbing. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, that's it. Definitely. <laughs> So, tell us a bit about P-Town. P-Town, so it's a podcast all about, uh, or the official line I think is, it's a podcast exploring the lives of those who live, work and play in our proud city of Preston. Uh, so it's a podcast all about Preston. We try to get guests on who are uh, doing stuff to sort of further the city, make it a bit more cooler and get us a, a bit out of that small town mentality. So we got people who have opened new bars, um, people who are opening up events for the empowerment of women in Preston. And who else have we had? <laughs> Father and son rap duo. So that, was, who's... that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. I did yeah. a, um, a Zoom, my first Zoom call with them two last night as well. Actually. Right. Yeah, of course, with them. But yeah, so we get people on who are just, um, just doing stuff that is good to, to hear about. Um, and try to just raise the profile, really. I mean, you had um, you had an episode drop yesterday. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but what was that one about? Oh, yeah. So there's lady, Danielle France. She's got um, a disease called auto- autoimmune. Oh, I forgot the other part of it, but essentially uh, uh, she's got a, a deficiency of white blood cells or some part of white blood cells uh, that makes her particularly susceptible to respiratory disorders. So she's obviously worried about uh, coronavirus and pneumonia, um, but she's not recognised that her, her condition is very rare, but she's not recognised as a shielded, on the shielded list or as a vulnerable person. So she can't go to the shop, um, but also she can't get any sort of online deliveries prioritised or anything like that. 
Wow. So blog Preston did an article on her. Um, and then I obviously, I give her a call and we have a, we have a chat about it as well. So at the moment, what I'm trying to do with the podcast as well is speak to people who just need to get something out there. Uh, so I spoke to a coffee shop who were trying to raise money to stay open, pay the staff. And then I spoke to Danielle as well about, about that. I actually have another episode lined up next week uh, for a lady who does talks on domestic violence. So obviously domestic violence is, uh, is expected to go up. Mm. Uh, people rattling around the house and, and obviously people can't get out of the house. So let's raise some awareness for that as well. Mm. Is it a case that a, a condition has slipped through the net? And that the government's posted advice and they've included all these conditions, but this one's so rare that... I think it's that, yeah, probably. Yeah. I think there's a bat... Well, I imagine there'd be a ton of conditions that aren't uh, catered mm. for, but they probably just go down, you know, okay, well, who's HIV or, or anything like that? And I remember um, when the uh, it was the deputy chief medical officer was doing the press statement and she said they'd, they'd identified something like 1.5 million people and they were in the process of writing to them all. I mean, it's a huge logistic thing, isn't it? It's just, um, yeah, it's the people who, who have slipped through the net, they need a direct line where they can where they can get the help then, don't they? Mm. But it's probably the same line where the people who are in the net are calling for, you know, check up. Because you don't get a letter to say confirmation that you've been entered onto the list. So there's a lot of people just waiting to see if they can get online and get the online shopping and stuff. So there's no real confirmation. So imagine you've got uh, some sort of bottleneck for people who are trying to call to see has it worked or not. And then you've got these people who are trying to get through to go through the first stage who can't even get, get that far. Yeah. Cracky. Yeah. It's an, if you're, if you've no family network around you or anything as well, it's doubly tricky, isn't it? Yeah, well, she said her family's in Cumbria, and obviously, the, well, they are over the age of 70 as well, so she can't actually, you know, interact with them physically, mm. so she's more or less on her own. Bloody hell. So, yeah, so it's a bad one. Is she getting people to uh, get some stuff for it, though? Is she having, having help to get her essentials in there? She found help on Facebook, a Facebook group, and a local... Uh, pub stroke restaurant center over some food so she has got some food at the moment but she did stress many times that she didn't have enough milk and she drinks lots of cups of tea so if there are any listeners who wanted to send her some milk it'd be greatly appreciated but yeah she's got some food to be getting on with now but the, the problem itself hasn't been solved thank you mm. i think that's a lot of it isn't it they're trying to sort of engender this kind of blitz spirit aren't they the government and do things, um, I don't know, it's, it's easy to say, kind of on the cheap, really, but that's what it comes down to, um, especially the sort of like the infrastructure isn't there already to, to sort all these issues. Mm. That's the thing, isn't it? Well, I don't think you can underestimate how big the challenge is for the, for you know, local councils and health service and government mm. to try and tie all this stuff together. I mean, it's it's a hell of a job, isn't it? Six, seven, best part of 70 million people involved. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing as well is um, sort of intimating, aren't they, or sort of suggesting that they might um, stop people from having being able to exercise outside of the home, removing that as one of the 
reasons to leave the house we were just talking about earlier, weren't we? Mm. So that'd be interesting if they do that. Funny you mention that because um, I've got a clip um, from uh, Matt Hancock this morning. It was mm. on Andrew Moore uh, going along this same sort of uh, a thinly veiled threat. Well, that's it. I think this example of exercise is a really important one because we said because of the positive benefits, your physical and your mental health, that it's okay to exercise on your own or with members of your own household. But if the result of that is that too many people uh, go out and flout the other rules because they say, well, if I can exercise, then it's fine for me to do other things, then I'm afraid we will have to take action. I don't want to have to take that action. Of course I don't. But we have already demonstrated that we are prepared to take the action that's necessary to get this virus under control. So my message is really clear. If you don't want us to have to take the step to ban exercise of all forms outside of your own home, then you've got to follow the rules. And the vast majority of people are following the rules. And let's not have a minority spoiling it for everybody. Well, it's a difficult thing to balance that, isn't it? Well, civil, civil liberties versus... Well, uh, not so much civil liberties, but just from a personal <coughs> standpoint in that I've got like two... I've got a, a four-year-old, an 11-month-old, and then a wife as well. And they all need walking. <laughs> um, so... But what is... you know? So you're allowed to go out of the house and do exercise. So that's what essentially what it is for a walk or whatever where are you supposed to do that are you supposed to just do it anywhere but as long as you keep two meters away from everybody kind of thing is that the gist of it walk around your local streets i guess she's not you're not supposed to travel to anywhere no no yeah well yeah so we didn't drive so like yesterday we walked around um a park Mm. there was people there and i think we managed to keep away from most people um my wife said that she um, she saw somebody and they were like a gaggle of kids, a couple. And as somebody, like an older person walked past, he said, bubble formation. And all the kids <laughs> ran in <laughs> and got close to them. Like a Roman phalanx, a Greek <laughs> yeah. phalanx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what, yeah, you, is it, that's what I've kind of been doing. Or I've been walking around the bowling green across the road. It has a, a footpath all the way around it. The problem with that is there's about five, uh, 70, 80-year-old people that do it as well at different times of the day. So, so there's loads of times I've been out and there's already an, an old lady walking around it. So I had to sort of go back home because it's in use already. It's yeah. on the streets. I know. But even when I go down onto the street at the bottom of the road, it's uh, it's quite busy. Mm. There's quite a few people on it. Well, my missus is, is, well, last week she was still going out running. Um, But she gave up halfway through this week because she said she was constantly crossing the road to avoid avoid people. And she's got a running machine, so using that. That's the other thing, though, isn't it? Is this, is it, what are they calling it, isolation fatigue or something? Fucking hell, we're only two weeks in. I know. (laughs) This is what I worry about. I, I, you know, this has got to go on for probably three months at least. And I Mm -hmm. don't see how we're going to hold it together. I really worry yeah. about that. What, what do you think, in? Shane? Do you think we have the fortitude? It's gonna, it's gonna go one way or another. It's gonna either be it will progressively get worse and people will 
get more and more frustrated or this is just the sort of breaking in time when we're frustrated now but eventually we're going to sort of fit into the swing of things and this will become the new normal but what's your money on <laughs> knowing the english people will be getting pissed in the park in about <laughs> two days <laughs> but it's i mean if you live in london if you live in a big city it's difficult to say that you can't drive anywhere to to find isolation because you know if you walk out into the streets for your exercise there's going to be a shitload of other people doing that. If I live in Waltonsdale, I can just go, you know, there's woods that side I can get onto uh, near the river anywhere and I can be sort of on my own. So it's it's hard to find a sweet spot for everyone because cities and people living in the country are completely different. Maybe they need to have two tiers then and, and actually lock down cities like they did in um, in Italy and Spain at the moment. Is that what they've done? Is it different for different areas? yeah. yeah. Oh, it it kind of makes sense. It, it's shit for people who live in cities, like, but mm. I don't know. There was, it, uh, it, must... probably, it makes sense, doesn't it, to do something like that, unfortunately? It piss a lot of people off. I think if they take away this, this one hour of exercise, it's going to be more detrimental to this whole thing than uh, people aren't just going to say, oh, okay, well, look, we stuffed up, we lost our hour. There'll be repercussions, and I think it'll get progressively worse. And the, the police really don't know how to handle this. There's a, there's um, a disparity between this this one hour rule and what the actual um, I don't know what to call it the the actual guidelines. the guidelines say. Is it section six or something that says there's no mention of a one hour? It just says you can leave your house to exercise or to to, mm. to go for essentials. I mean, <laughs> what is essentials? Nothing is really very specific. Mm. Um, so if you're trying to police people on what the police interpret that to be, and uh, it's going to be different everywhere and people are just going to be frustrated with the inconsistencies. There was a video that went about this week. Um, it was taken on Peckham Rye Park and it showed this police van driving through the park. Um, with a, Just mowing a, people down. <laughs> <laughs> just trundling, trundling across at five mile an hour with his uh, loudspeaker on. I've got the clip. That's not real. It is. I've got the video. That's not a real police officer. It is. Like Frank Spencer. <laughs> Fundamentally, it's unenforceable, isn't it? Mm. They need our consent. This is the balancing act that they've got to sort of the tightrope they're walking, isn't it? Is it a thirty-pound fine or something that they've got? And a warning. Uh, I don't know what it is. There was, I think, two people um, have been up before the magistrates today for having a barbecue on the beach. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I I read about um, two people. There was one who um, went into a hospital and then live streamed it or took pictures and put it on Facebook saying, oh, I've just walked into a hospital. It's supposed to be in lockdown or this kind of thing. Fucking hell. Um, when there's a big sign outside saying don't come into the hospital and then the other one was uh, someone had been into a Lidl or an Aldi or something like that and licked his finger and started wiping it on produce basically and he'd been arrested for that we should, <laughs> we should, be, do that. should be arrested for that anyway <laughs> dirty bastard what, no what's that all about what is it that people have got in their head that they think that's a good idea just for the gram in it, yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. 
I live stream this shit. <laughs> Basically. The guy um, going into the hospital to record it, is that sounds like something a bit of a conspiracy theorist might do. Um, what was he? I read these posts. Um, I can't quite remember what he was. the gist of it was. He didn't seem like a conspiracy one. Right. Because there are a lot floating about about this COVID. Uh... And the 5G masts. <laughs> the 5G. I was going to yeah, wear a tea. I was going to um, wear a tinfoil hat, but <laughs> my wife said uh, there wasn't enough tinfoil for me to make a hat. <laughs> it wasn't allowed. She said she could, I could make a small one. I wanted to wrap the tinfoil right around my head for the full effect, but so we had an argument. It's got to have like a... Sorry, Sean. Shane. I was <laughs> just going to say, if you got some Freo Rochers, you could use the little tinfoil that they come in. Oh, too expensive. Like a, a hammocker. Yeah. Oh, Ambassador, yeah. with this tinfoil hat, you're really spoiling us. It's gold as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a gold foil hat. Yeah, a better conductor. But, I mean, these, these conspiracy theories are driving some people to take fucking extreme measures. Have you heard what happened in LA this week? Uh, no. No? Fucking, I'll go play this. This is unbelievable. Some, it's like something out of Speed 2. Craig, and now to a really bizarre story from Los Angeles that involves the U.S. Navy hospital ship Mercy. A train engineer is charged with purposely derailing a locomotive at full speed on Tuesday, trying to ram the ship. Well, Mercy arrived in port last weekend. It's there to support hospitals that are overwhelmed with COVID cases. The engine crashed through several barriers before stopping about 250 yards from the dock. Well, police say now that the driver told them he was suspicious about the ship's reason for being there. And that is the reason he attempted to ram the train wow. into it. Was it like a freight train, I hope, rather than... Locomotive. Like yeah, no, but was it? It was just the, the, the train, train, I think. I don't think he had carry. He didn't have Annie yeah. and Clarabelle behind him. <laughs> That's what I mean. And he, he was shamefully short, wasn't he? 250 yards from the dock. That's pretty good for a locomotive with no track. <laughs> well, you... I don't, he obviously wasn't going fast enough, was he? But that's fucking nuts. So what did he do? How did he derail it? Was he going around the corner and just going too fast or something? I don't know. Jump button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to dig down into the details of that. Talk about doing everything like everything's bigger and better in the States. Mm. Yeah. There's people burning 5G towers in the UK, though, in there. In there is. Merseyside, isn't there? <laughs> is there? <coughs> I thought it was Merseyside, wasn't it? There's some there? in Liverpool. There's there's definitely one in Birmingham. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it a coincidence? They're the same. They just happened to set fire to a mobile mast and it linked into 5G. No, the, the amount of shit posting on Facebook about 5G causing, you know, <coughs> uh, no, I've not read it. So, what is the gist of the conspiracy theory of why it causes it then? So, uh, coronavirus is a is a completely made up thing, and it's just the symptoms of actually uh, <laughs> getting being under the influence of 5G radiation. Uh, um, and the, the government have uh, have um, cooked up this coronavirus conspiracy <clears throat> to try and uh, you know ease pressure on the NHS, which was already under strain anyway. Um, but while while we're all indoors, apparently they're all installing these five um, G pods on top of LED lights, and it's that's what's causing <laughs> street all this lights. Thing. I've seen that one. Yeah, they, 
they've not even turned them on yet. I'm like, <laughs> absolutely mad. And then they're going to say that uh, when the vaccine comes out, it's actually going to have a microchip in it, uh, and that's going to be controlled by the five G. Uh, I don't know what or how or what it would, how it would make you do anything. <laughs> a microchip in your arm. Have you uh, seen? Like, have you seen the post where it links? It has like COVID and then swine flu and then SARS and then it, it on the the next page it links like whatever technology it was that came out at that time. Ah, no, I've not seen that one. Is it, yeah. Are they linking like SARS to four G and something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a correlation between ice cream sold in August and tornadoes in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's a cause and effect, isn't it? Exactly. It's yeah. <laughs> so if if the um... If the coronavirus is sort of the the vaccine is going to be integrated into the five G, is it like a, a add on bundle that you get? So if you want <laughs> yeah. to pay five pan extra a month, bolt on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just sign up for twenty four months or the rest of your life. <laughs> I love it. I love. I love a good conspiracy theory. It is. It is. We should. Uh, we should explore it more. It's a. It's a rich vein of nonsense. <laughs> I got. Um, I got hip to a, an interview with. Well, the the arch, the arch, whatever, mage, <laughs> the arch deacon of conspiracy theories in this country, David David Ike. David Ike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's been at it for thirty years. <clears throat> I mean, I love. I, I'm into like JFK, nine eleven, all all this, and it's quite interesting. But the one conspiracy theory I've never been able to get my head around is chemtrails. Ah, oh, chemtrails. <laughs> yeah, to remind me what that one is. Well, this, the, the, the planes, the contrails in the sky aren't really contrails. They're, they're full of chemicals and we're getting sprayed all the time with heavy oh. metals and stuff, you <laughs> know, to control our minds. But anyway, um, uh, I think David Icke <laughs> has finally cleared it up for me in his explanation. You talk about compartmentalisation. Do you think pilots were going up spraying the sky? No knowing that it was going to come down on their families. Oh, I've seen that. No, they were spraying the sky because they were told it was a secret, top secret uh, project to shut out the sun to protect the world from climate change. Yeah, in fact, what was in is in those uh, uh, chemtrails is, yes, chemicals, heavy metals. Mm. There's something else in there, fantastic as people might cool. find it. Nanotechnology microchips. What are they? We're breathing them in. Ah, okay. Technology. Ah technocracy there's little microchips in there you've got nano if you've got nanotechnology microchips in your body right you can be connected to technology by the chips and that's what they're spraying yeah. with. i'll tell you a quick story no you won't okay. <laughs> please don't <laughs> what's that is do you I was want more to the story do you now. Want more? i was listening to the story what was the no, story i couldn't listen to any more no. <laughs> the guy who's telling the interview is like yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's your favourite conspiracy theory, Shane? My favourite conspiracy theory is that conspiracy theories are made up by the government to <laughs> sort of muddy the water so they can get away with anything. And then it, people just say, oh, it's another conspiracy theory. So they've started all the conspiracy theories so they can get away with anything they want. The old switcheroo. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think you're far from the truth there. There is a conspiracy theory that the CIA invented the term conspiracy theory. And they, they were the first to use it in the 1960s, 
I think, after the, what was the report that investigated GF, JFK? The Warren Commission. When the Warren Commission came out, apparently that's when the term conspiracy theorist started being used and that it was a CIA op. Ah, okay. So, Probably a good idea, isn't it? I don't know. No. Yeah, I would say so. What do if you think true. the anti-vaxxers are thinking at the moment? <laughs> oh, think they're sticking sh- to the guns or... They shit themselves. Know, <laughs> they're a bit quiet. Literally. Yeah. I think it's we're, we're months, maybe a year away from that, aren't we? From shitting ourselves. From a vaccine. From <laughs> a vaccine and shitting ourselves. We um, can't have the vaccine before they turn the 5G on, otherwise the chip's not going to work. <laughs> the thing is, can you yeah. imagine if they came up with a vaccine next week? Mm. That would, that <laughs> would, would really have? that would really send the conspiracy nuts wild, wouldn't it? I've just bought ah. two months of fuel. <laughs> let me out now. <laughs> um, you have to. I did a job for a customer once, and he had a, a stockpile of fuel on top of his fridge. But you need to enlighten me, Shane. What is it? It's a food replacement. It's supposed to have all the vitamins and, and minerals that you need. Mm. All the macro. That's a conspiracy micros. theory. <laughs> But uh, I bought some because um, I was spending too much money on shopping. I bought it way before the coronavirus. But then when the coronavirus lockdown happened, I thought, ah, okay. If this shit gets really real, I've uh, I've got food replacement. But now I've just used my credit card to buy more food and leave the fuel in the in the cupboard. So, how do you ingest yeah, it? Fine. Uh, anally. That was a trick. You don't have to, but I prefer it that way. It tingles. <laughs> is it? Is What's it like? That? But it's sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> is it like? Is it a pill? Is it, is like, it like slim fast? It's, it's like protein shake. Right. Okay. Just so it like actually that. fills you up. It does, but I've never had it just on its own. You're supposed to have it water to start off with, and then you can start to maybe put soy milk in and stuff. But it's fucking dry. We out the water, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it stops you from eating because your mouth—you got cotton mouth for like three days. <laughs> But I mixed it with like a banana and, and milk and everything. So yeah, it filled me up. But I don't know if it would have filled me up had I not done the extra stuff around it. And is it like slim fast? You have a, a shake for breakfast, one for lunch, and then a, a regular meal at night. Yeah, depends. Really? They give you a little chart that says what's your aim. Is it to uh, slim down, or is it to bulk up, or is it to stay alive? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you put like. I guess there must be like an app or something where you put your age and your weight and your sex in and then it gives you your dosage, is that it? No, it's calorie-based. So it'll say, for a man, you need 2,500. And we've got, I think it's 400 calories in one serving. So, you know, whatever you want to do. You want to have six a day or whatever it is, or you want to have a meal or whatever. So does it, does it, have, like, does it have like a balance between protein and carbs and... Yeah, protein, carbs, um, vitamins, B vitamins, all, all the different vitamins you need. It's actually real food as well. So it's like uh, oats and flaxseed and all different stuff. So it's not like it's um, just a manufactured... Uh, made in a lab. Yeah, well, it is made in a lab, but it's made <laughs> in a lab from, from real food, apparently. Right. That's yeah. interesting. What is, because there's a, been a big rage over keto diets over the last couple of years. And mm. people going high protein and low carbs. 
I've What's... tried that a little bit as well. Yeah. Not so much for the weight loss, but you're supposed to be, when you're in ketosis, you have a lot more energy. And apparently a lot of our uh, energy slumps, like at midday and late afternoon, come from uh, carbohydrates and processing carbohydrates. But ke- when you get into ketosis, ketones, um, uh, they don't have the slump and they're a better way of, of creating energy. How long were you on I've... the ke- ke- ketogenic diet for? Uh, a couple of hours, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt it, yeah, I feel really energetic, yeah. I had a steak and then just sat on the couch for a bit, but I didn't fall asleep, so it must be working. <laughs> I found when I, if I had like a chicken breast and some salad rather than a sandwich for dinner, then I wasn't tired in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so it does work, that kind of carbohydrate lull thing. Eggs is a big one, isn't it? If you're trying to go keto, I think. Yeah, eggs. I've I've reintroduced bread into my diet, though. I went bread-free for a good three months, I would say. What was it like? Do you feel different? It's just, uh, um, yeah, I, I, it definitely made a difference at work. So I sat down, I sit down all day at the computer, all, you know, talking to people. So, um you definitely after you know like a couple of hours after you've had your sandwich and your dinner or whatever you start to feel a bit tired and that didn't really happen and when i got home as well so normally i'd sit down on the sofa and all the kids start pestering me and my wife and i'd be like half asleep but when i was doing that it, it didn't really affect me that way yeah so if that isn't scientific i don't know what is <laughs> It's the best scientific anecdotal evidence I've ever heard. Exactly. <laughs> See so now, now as well. So your your diet's going well, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> apples, apples, and I'm, coffee. I'm down a cup size. <laughs> <laughs> is that? It looks like Guinness. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's like See, one it's meal. A bit like fuel. <laughs> it's got all the nutrients I need <laughs> in a <the> beverage. <laughs> It's full of iron, isn't it? Didn't they yeah. say pregnant women should drink Guinness? That's right. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, when smoking was good for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, uh... Opened up the lungs. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> menthol. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. I reckon I will lose weight in this, this isolation. Well, That's what I was going to say. You don't, you're don't. you not able to drive to your garages, are you, if your exactly, pit stops yeah. anymore? McDonald's no is closed. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing. I've not had coffee since I left work either. That's that's really weird. I felt quite ill the first week, and I thought, yeah. "Oh, I've got it. I've got the Rona." And I think I was just coming down. I, I um, you were you withdrawing? Yeah, because you had eight cups, didn't you? A filter I coffee did. a day. Eight cups a day. Yeah. Filter My coffee. Intense what, job. What time was the last cup? Uh, it was, it was like, like four o'clock. <laughs> four o'clock, probably. And you always slept okay. Oh yeah, like a yeah. <laughs> He's got the fucking worst sleep patterns you've ever heard of. Yeah. He basically collapses out of exhaustion at about eight o'clock at night on the living room floor and wakes up yeah. at one in the morning and goes to bed. No? Correct? That's that has happened on a few occasions, yeah. <laughs> Does your wife not even prod you to see if you're alive? She, she used to. <laughs> now she just steps over me. <laughs> uh, I hope he makes it through the night. Uh, see ya. I'll have to clean this up somewhere. 
<laughs> oh, don't talk to me about cleaning up. Fuck me. Oh, how's uh, this? How's oh, the situation been? God, do you remember last week at towards the end of the podcast? I told you that the the dog was acting weird and a bit off her food, and she'd mm. left a love nugget. She'd uh, she'd <laughs> left a love nugget nuggets on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, she'd been off her food. There was ro- roast chicken in her bowl, and she wouldn't eat it. So you know there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And then after the podcast, I went into the Crucible for a bit to slay on Destiny 2. <laughs> went back into the house about half past 12, half past midnight. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd get a little snack, so I just had a little little snacky to myself in the kitchen. Oh, one o'clock. Oh, I'm tired now. I better go to bed. Got to the bottom of the stairs, and there was a pool of diarrhea at the bottom uh-huh. of the stairs. Cool. About, I would say, 18 inch square. But, but round, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a square diarrhea. Yeah, something's so, wrong if they're doing square shits. So I, I cleaned all that up and thought, fucking hell. Mm, anyway, no. Monday, um, <laughs> we're on. That, wasn't, that wasn't the crescendo. Oh, fuck. We're just getting started. <laughs> Monday, I'm on my daily Zoom call with my mum and dad. Bit boys and that. Uh, no, the missus was talking to him. I was in the kitchen. They were making a brew or something. And I just heard her, no, 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 no. And I, <laughs> I ran into the living room and she's got her arms around back end at dog and it's starting to come out. Oh. <laughs> I grab the dog, grab her one hand on collar, one hand under her belly to try and get her, because she wasn't walking, she wasn't moving. She was staying in bed like poorly. Dragged her out, out to the back door. And I shit you not, there was almost a continuous puddle of diarrhea from the lounge into the hall, through to the kitchen, over <laughs> over the threshold of the door, like in the, <laughs> to the out, nooks and crannies. To outside. I'm like uh, a twenty five foot oh, diarrhea. Is she not well still? Ill ill. <laughs> ill. No, she not well now. She better. So We've got to take her to the vet. Okay. Right. Take her to the Just vet. Just drop her off outside. Like a no-contact no vet visit. Tell a lie, right? I've got this slightly the wrong way around. We took her to the vet in the morning before the massive diarrhea. So she okay. got a got a pill, uh, you know, she could put her on uh, whatever the fuck they put them on. And then she had this massive bout of diarrhea. I'm thinking uh, she's a goner, like. She's had her time, 13 years old now, big dog. This is probably the end, and I'm fucking picturing taking it at vets on my own and family in bits crying and that. And then, like, the next day, she was a bit better. And then the next day, back to normal, tail wagging, pestering us. So she's had a close call. Yeah. What was the vet gave her that laxative, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) What was the magic pill that saved the dog's life? You can't even remember. It was an antibiotic and a oh. um, something you take for an upset stomach. Right, okay. Anti-emetic. Anti... Emetic. Yeah, whatever. Well, stuff should be insane. Yeah. So, phew, she's all right. What uh, kind of dog are you driving, Shane? <laughs> Got a border collie. I can feel him pouring oh, nice. horse into the back of my neck now. Oh. It's for me to turn around, but I will not do it. But I'm running out of beer, so at one point I'm gonna have to go to the fridge. So and then she'll make eye contacts, and that'll be it. Then they're pretty, pretty hyper. 
Really hyper, yeah. It's difficult actually. This just in the lockdown, just uh, need a lot of exercise. That kind of breed, don't they? Especially at her age, like one as well. You know, she's uh, uh, yeah, she's hyper. So yeah, we play ball in the house. I play, well, the first uh, week of lockdown, I played ball in the car park. So I live in a ground floor flat. So I just go out into the car park and we play. But she um, grazed the paws on the on the tarmac. Mm. So for the next few weeks, I had to take my socks to her feet. <laughs> fucking hysterical. It looked great. But they're trying to walk with them. I was like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's even better. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry for you, babe. You're bleeding on the carpet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. To have... Everyone, I'm walking down the street and people are looking. She's got like these big, like, Nike socks on her. <laughs> nice. But yeah. But and I went on Amazon and bought some boots. I thought she's a small dog because she's quite small for her size. So I bought small boots. They were like uh, action man boots. <laughs> like that, like yeah. being small. So yeah, they didn't work. But I think she's healed now. Good. Well, good. At least yeah, did... I, I had a shit incident with her as well. I bought, I gave her a little bit of Chinese when I was drunk one night. <laughs> Chinese I was like, yeah. Have this babe, a little bit of a treat, and I woke up in the morning. She, it's like she, it was a, like a dirty protest, just shit everywhere. Oh, no, chair everywhere. So, oh, no. Yeah, it's human food. You got to be careful with human food, haven't you, with dogs? It's weird. How come they can eat out the drain and lick their ass all day? But if you give them a bar of chocolate, they'll die. Yeah. Or grapes. Grapes, yeah. Grapes, onions, onion, onion as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tomatoes as well, is it? Tomatoes. Onions related to the grape. Is it? They're both French things, aren't they? French things kill dogs. They've both got five letters. Conspiracy. Yeah. Five grape. Did you hear a slight segue? But do you know it's like the 13th century they used to have cat burning? Where they cats used to gather in the town square and they used to fill a bag, a massive bag with cats and hoist them over a fire. And it was like a family affair. All the kids used to be there out eating sweets and stuff. And they roasted the cats. Roasted the cats alive just to hear them what scream the and stuff. Hell? In Britain? Yeah. No, in uh, France. France? Like a, a, a family pastime. Real, like a oh. cultural thing, so not like any religious or completely culturally accepted, just normal thing that you used to do. <laughs> is that is that similar to the uh, what was it they threw out of a bell tower in Spain? Is it a donkey or something? You not heard that story? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that one? No. Donkey. Should no. I quickly Google it see if it's true? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, it's been stopped. There's something about. Um, Spain. I've, I've put Spain on here. Spain donkey. Don't care. Don't care. How you word this? You're going to get some extreme results. Uh, <laughs> Bell. Here we Tower. go. Seven Spanish traditions of extreme animal torture that must be stopped. So it must be there. Uh, Bullfighting will be number one, won't it? Burning the bull. The Burning Bull Festival sees bulls. Oh, and set a light before it's made to run through the streets in a frenzied panic. Jesus. Good job we got out of the EU, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rape of the Beasts. Oh, God. 
Uh, one summer afternoon, locals chase herds of wild horses into village streets. The horses are wrestled by weekend warriors who clip their manes and tails before branding them. Just found this, gentlemen. Wow. In 1677, Londoners burned live cats in Wicker Pope. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's brilliant. We'll have to post a link to this on the uh, on the show notes <laughs> for uh, for your reading pleasure. But yeah, in Wicker Pope, yeah. I see it. it's oh, goat. What's pope? Goat. In a, goat in a wicker disgusting. in a wicker pope, like what's a, a pope, an effigy, leader of the leader Catholic of the Church. Church. <laughs> yeah, a large wickerwork figure of Pope Innocent the Eleventh, an effigy <laughs> that reportedly cost forty pounds to make in sixteen seventy seven. Jeez. Wow. A celebration to mark the 119th anniversary of Elizabeth I taking the throne. Well, oh, well, if well, it's for well. our beautiful royal family, I don't mind it then. That's yeah, weird, what did we do tonight for the Queen when she was on telly? I didn't see any, uh, yeah, no, any effigy things... burnings or anything. Things must be that? bad. No, no. it must be bad if they've wheeled out the Queen. Is uh, Prince Charles recovered now? Seven. Apparently so. So Boris doesn't know, has he? No, he's still got a temp. What yeah, would you he do wants to he's... watch that. He's got a pregnant wife at home. She's she's had it, hasn't she? Yeah. She's had it. She said on Twitter she's had oh, it. Oh, really? Mm. And got better. I think the official... I might be wrong, but I think the medical advice is, is if that you're sim- if you're self-isolating and your mm. symptoms maintain for seven days, I think you're meant to go to the hospital Correct. or to the doctor. Or you ring. Yeah, you ring. See what the deal is. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. That whenever ever something like this goes down, the PM or president is immediately taken out of harm's way, and that maybe it's a cover. Ah. Well, he was doing the press briefings, wasn't he? Yeah. Is that is that um, considered to be in sort of? Oh, he's not doing them now. He's not done them since he went into isolation. What about Trump? No one cares. <laughs> Maybe it's our plan and not the Americans. Maybe it's just our, our strategy. The UK conspiracy. Did you hear Trump's response to wearing a face mask? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah, kings, queens, presidents, uh, you know, it's just something about it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, kings, I said, queens did, and you. He said, um, he said, the other thing is, is I do, I've been tested and I don't have it, so I don't need to worry about that kind of thing. Is what he said. Jeez. I read that story. But there's, there's a lot of debate still, isn't there, about whether or not it is helpful to wear masks. Because um, it's sort of comparing us to like Korea and Asian countries where it's more acceptable, culturally acceptable to wear masks and they wear them for the small pollution. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, the pollution, yeah. But also for sort of um, like etiquette. So it's not, it's seen as impolite if somebody's got like hay fever. And to be sneezing, if they don't, you know, even if they sneeze into a tissue or whatever, you should be, have a mask on and sneeze kind of thing. Well, yeah. there, there's a benefit to it then. And wearing, wearing any sort of mask or face covering, if you're going to be coughing or sneezing or, mm. you know, talking. But, yeah, sort of reading, though, that depending on sort of what you put around your face has an impact on whether it stops it or something, stops the virus coming through or the rest of it. Well, it's not, uh, yeah, I think that's... People, there are 
there are two trains of thought, aren't there? One is wear a mask to stop you getting it, and the <laughs> other is wear a mask to stop you giving it to someone else. And if you're just wearing like any kind of covering mm-hmm. over your face, you're going to prevent that expulsion of droplets from you mm-hmm. to other people. But mm-hmm. it ain't going to stop you catching it. Um, yeah. Only if a properly face sealed mask had, had helped with mm-hmm. that. And even the N95s aren't, well, they're not 100%. Are they not, Ben? Effective, no. They're only 95%. Oh effective really you can get uh, an n what a p100 or an n100 uh mask and it blocks 99.97 percent of particulates yeah right really i think or it might be 97 it's quite high but it's not 100 percent. there's no no mask can give you 100%. ben ben can you just yeah. mute, mute shane for a minute it's not saying that it's <laughs> <laughs> just swapping something in the uh, microphone, I think. All right, you're on oh. mute, Shane. Oh. I know the official advice um, is that, you know, from like the NHS type people, is that you shouldn't, you've no need to wear a face mask, or there's no scientifically proven benefit in wearing a face mask unless you're in like yeah. a frontline healthcare sort of situation. Yeah. yeah, whereby you have the you have the actual face fit respirators in that case, and and they will stop um, or prevent uh, healthcare workers from getting the vaccine, the virus. Vaccine. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. <laughs> the nano microchips. <laughs> but but I think, think this uh, this sorry, I was going to talk about viral load as well. It seems to be. Those who are great, around great bad name. the vaccine, I know, great, right? Those that are around the uh, the virus a lot are seem to be obviously getting more ill than others. Mm. And we think it might be to do with your you're getting loads infected, of it, and then you're getting kind of more infected while your body's still trying to fight it, mm. and it's you just get overwhelmed. Is that so? The right. severity increases if you if you're constantly in contact. Potentially, that's one one train of thought. Um, that's that's around, but it's quite worrying, isn't it? Especially if you sort of reading the stories about um, not having enough PPE. People, I was like reading an article today about um, sort of like nurses wearing bin liners because they don't have aprons and stuff. Really, and 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 wearing bin liners on their head. Because you don't have sort of hair coverings and things like that. It's just crazy, really, isn't it? Or the other side of it is, is there is going to be sort of a, well, there is a worldwide shortage of all kinds of those things that are required, mm-hmm. aren't they? Matt Hancock is, uh, are you back with this, Shane? Do you want oh, to sorry. Unmute Shane. Oh, go, he's, muted him. he's muted him. He says oh, red. There you are, back. Oh, no, you're not no, back. Not getting you. <laughs> undo, can undo. You, <laughs> can you can you sign? It's me to me to me again, Other than offensively. <laughs> oh, no. unmute, unmute. Oh, try again, try again. Shane. No. no. Are you miming? <laughs> <laughs> One moment. <laughs> One syllable. (laughs) Sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Silence. Uh, 
The silence. <laughs> the sound of silence. <laughs> um, I was going to say, Matt Hancock has been um, making a few statements of uh, bigging up Burberry because um, they're apparently oh, right. making PPE now. Well, apparently, like, I, I don't know if, is it Chanel or Dior or something that uh, is repurposed um, all of the manu- or some of the manufacturing, if it's all of it, to make sort of medical gowns and masks and things like that. Really? Some people are doing it, yeah. I think Ralph Lauren's done it as well in America. Right. I know, um, what was it, Brewdog? We're yeah. making uh, hand sanitizer. They've they made, yeah, they made a load, but it wasn't good enough for medical use. It was fine for, <laughs> it was the, medical, they like over 70% alcohol, but less than 80. Uh, and kind of home use is over 60%. But anything, right. anything over 80, 90% doesn't work. Um, Why does that not work? Basically. Because the the alcohol um, doesn't stay in your hands long enough to, ah, to right to kill it to destroy the, the outside of the membranes and stuff. So you need to mix it with with something that's going to stay wet for you know, a few seconds at least. The punk uh, hand. Yeah, they, they made a shitload, and it was it wasn't. They tried to donate it to a medical community, and they were like, "Oh no, sorry, it's not good enough." So they had to go and reformulate. But hopefully, they'll give that other stuff out. The, the punk, I think it's good, all this stuff. The punk hand sanitizer was 65%. 65, yeah. yeah it wasn't high enough 70. for clinical use. That's the one. But it, it has gone somewhere else, and they're, and they're working with the uh, NHS to get it sorted I saw, out. Um, That's good. I saw on the news that MIT had um, sort of open-sourced a design for a $500 ventilator. Who had? So, oh, you? MIT. MIT. Mm-hmm. I think it was MIT. Men in black. Yeah. Um, men in trousers. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. You're back. Hey. And you're back, back in the room. <laughs> Level's okay. Yeah, fine. Yeah, good. Good. <coughs> it's, um, I've only got two ports, so I have. I needed to charge my Mac. It was on 10%, but I had one for video and one for audio. Anyway, you probably don't need to know this part, but I'm uh, <laughs> back. It's all right. Mm. I'll write you an email explaining what happened. Uh, Good. I'll do you a PowerPoint. We, yeah. we know Put it in the blog. Can be our first blog post. <laughs> <laughs> we know from our ex- experiences with trying to get the live stream working that it's just a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's, it's things that worked a week ago and, and you've not changed any settings for some reason don't work the following week. Yeah, it's, it's just, a bugger. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've probably tested this about three or four times today to make sure it was right. But what I didn't account, account for was that we're going to be doing this for a, quite a while and I've been testing for three minutes. So <laughs> the, the charge thing slipped by me. Oh, can you, it's not like a plug-in adapter, is it like a Firewire charger or something? Yeah, I need the H6 to use one USB and the camera to use another USB and I've only got two. Right. So I, I did pull out already a line out into my camera. So thank God I had that. Ah, oh, well these things happen it's a mini adventure yeah why have I got it I've written down dog ill curtains I don't know what the curtains are on about you thought did you think it was curtains for the dog that's it Ben that's it yeah uh, how are you coping with the two kids Matt at home all the time Um, it's been a 
a bit shit um, because the baby is um, appears to be teething. So he's doing, he's trying his best to do up the back poos, but the nappies are holding at the moment. Um, but he's also been crying a lot in the night. So this morning I had to get him into bed with us at 10 to 4 because um, he was crying. Um, so then he's a bit ratty in the day as well. And then the other one um, just appears in our bedroom at half past six, dressed as the superhero of the day. Good so this choice, morning yeah. it was Batman. <laughs> it was Batman today. Um, but yesterday we had to have a little break from costumes because it was getting a bit weird. <laughs> in what way? It was just it was getting a bit too upset about not being able to wear costumes and because all basically peed his pants in about five costumes and they're all in the wash. Um and he was getting upset because they weren't dry yet. So we had a little break for the rest of the day from Stop costumes. fucking pissing yourself then. <laughs> exactly. That's why I shouted at him, but he didn't understand. What's <laughs> an up um, the back poo? Oh. Back have you never have you never handled a baby go on and I'll tell you if uh, <laughs> I'll answer that question at the end it's like a, a breach at the back of the nappy isn't it yeah it, so it I assume upwards. I assume what happens is when a baby suddenly sat down so sort of sat upright the, the if it's a liquid poo it gets fired out of the ring so fast it goes up the crack and then up the back in the weakest point of the nappy, and then up, wow. and it all leaks out, basically. How far up? All the way. Sometimes um, some yeah. to the neck, face. <laughs> um, mainly the neck is the highest I've got to, I think, personally. Oh, I've, I've had a sheltered life then. Halfway up the back's probably a record for me. Is that the max? Yeah. No, no. yeah. We, had, we had neck. neck. Yeah, especially for breastfeeding, and even looser. At the beginning, they do those horrible yellow ones. Yeah, high pressure. Straight up. Do you know, it never bothered me, the smell of uh, nappies. Or the smell of shit. They don't start smelling until they're on actual food. I think that's what it is. Yes. Once yeah. they get onto solid food, human food. <laughs> Once they come um, off the heel. Soiling <laughs> <laughs> green. Well, the human turds, yeah. He went through a phase of being constipated as well. That was... Um, Awful. Wait, some yeah. I sometimes see him doing massive poos, so that's something you'll never forget. Basically, see that angle. I've uh, I've developed a new technique this week to um, for pooing. No, for coping with the kids. Okay, are you just locking them in a room? No, the um, the eight year old over the last <coughs> twelve months or so started really getting into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He watches the that's got one of the best theme tunes I've ever heard. It's amazing. There's a, a proper face melting guitar solo as well after the second verse. Honestly, it's one of the finest songs ever written. You know, better than the that. Wheel Warriors. I said one of the finest. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> so he watches the program and he has the cards as well, the Pokemon collecting cards. And he's got about, I would say, about four tins full of them. Each tin's about six inch and about four or five, five inch deep. And uh, I was taking him to bed the other night, and I take the four-year-old up first, and we dick about and play cards for half an hour before I call the eight-year-old up 
And um, I'd called the eight-year-old up, and that's when the youngest one goes to sleep. And so eight-year-old must have been dicking about, making a load of noise, and I'm like thinking, I need, I need him to pipe down so the four-year-old can get off to sleep. I just went, um, how many HP has a midnight foam like and rock XP rainbow promo got? I said, oh, uh, I'll have to check. <laughs> and he's digging through all these cards. He's got about 500 of them. And then like 10 minutes or five minutes later, uh, 248 points, Dad. <laughs> so I can just throw Pokemon questions at him and he'll have to check it, you see. And it gives me a bit nice. of peace. All right, yeah. Do you, do you know, I was thinking they should um, start Pokemon, Pokemon Stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, should, yeah. <laughs> they pop up inside your house. Yeah. Because everyone loved Pokemon Go, weren't they? The people who never yeah. got outside their house for ages. Pokemon no. Stay. Pokemon Garden. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about people um, laying traps, Pokemon traps? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, people were people were getting mugged left, right and centre and getting the phone take off them. Oh, right, I see. <laughs> like a Pokemon okay. in some weird location, <laughs> middle of a field, and there'd be right. people there waiting for him to collect this Pokemon. Was it like a crowd sort of thing where you say, oh, I found one here and it goes onto the game <laughs> or something? I think so. Tell yeah. how it works. Yeah, I never yeah, played you, it. It's augmented reality. Yeah, so, so yeah, you, I know that you can see it through the phone. Mm. But does someone put a Pokemon there, or is it you just got to look and look? No, it's, it's AI. Right, okay. That's just a blanket answer for anything. Isn't it? That's just the end of the cul-de-sac. Yeah. That's just AI. It's just AI. <laughs> Coronavirus, <Five> AI. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Chinese used AI on um, the coronavirus as well, uh, tracking uh, interaction between people, and they used yeah. it to try to crack the uh, the vaccine mm. as well. Friggin' Orwell would be turning his grave. Mm. Yeah, they have the social uh, credit score in China as well, don't they? Mm. That's a new thing, isn't it? They're pushing, is it? Yeah, you don't. If you say something, you know that goes against the. <laughs> the, it's exactly the... like did you see Nosedive Black Mirror yeah, yeah. it's exactly like that with, without the technological part that's the uh, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode isn't it yeah the which one the Bryce Dallas Howard one with the new Facebook the phone sort of the girl yeah. with the red hair ah is that her name yeah yeah ah, okay. Ron, Ron Howard's daughters did you not know no no from Happy no. Days Happy Days She's out of Happy Days. No, Dad is. Oh, uh, your dad was. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty. I like her face. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty. <coughs> she should have been more than a 3.8 in my view. <laughs> <laughs> there should be some more Black Mirrors coming soon. Have, they, have they not done it all? <laughs> well... The last season weren't that good, though. Not the um, Boulder thing. Bandersnatch. I mean, the one before... Boulder Snatch, yeah. The one before that was a bit lame, with the Miley Cyrus and the... the uh, yeah, yeah, the doll. Yeah. There was the um, the virtual reality, same-sex... Uh, it had Falcon from Avengers in oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a bit... That was odd, wasn't it? That? It was odd, yeah. Because That freaked me out. Do you remember the, the characters, the avatars they took were like... They were like characters out of Street Fighter 2. Yeah. And they were just sort of completely unconvincing. 
Like yeah. you're expecting someone who's really ripped. You know, if you're casting Ryu from Street Fighter, you need someone who looks like Bruce Lee, don't you? Who's not got an ounce, you know, 4% body fat. And I don't know, it just sort of, uh, it broke the fourth wall for me. I think that's the wrong expression, but... If you, if you were to turn gay for a video game, what video game would it have to be? <laughs> Zelda. Three, two, one. one. Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Tetris. It's got to be Jet Set Willy, surely. Set Willy. Was that Commodore 64 or Spectrum? Yeah, it's Spectrum, yeah. Well, I had it on Spectrum, yeah. Or Frogger. Mm. Frogger. Yeah. Yeah. Crossing the road. What was the question, Shane? Which. Video game character would you get gay with? Yeah, if you had to relive that episode of Black Mirror and be gay in a video game, have to, which video game would you want it to be? Oh my god, I would be uh, Chun Li. And uh, is that Tekken? <laughs> Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter. Oh. And what about if you could be any video game character? Solid Snake. Oh, God, what's the name of that game? Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah, you're a complete Metal Gear Solid nerd. Thanks. <laughs> That's a compliment. I know, and he's left, hasn't he? What do you mean? What's he called? Hideo. Hideo Kojima. Yeah. They sacked him. They finally got had enough of his bullshit. <laughs> they dumped him, didn't they, Konami? He did that Death Stranding, which I, I can't make head, head and tail of. Uh, yeah, it's won lots of awards, hasn't it? But it only got sort of four-star reviews rather than his normal five-star reviews. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably be Sonic the Hedgehog. He seems to have a good good sound. In the film, at least. Loves, yeah. loves them rings. Loves collecting them rings. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd be uh, exceptional as a, a, a gay character. <laughs> <laughs> do you do much gaming, Shane? No. I used to, no, not for years. When I was uh, much younger, I did I think I stopped at like PlayStation? First PlayStation. <laughs> first PlayStation. First PlayStation. Yeah, I think the last game I played, Doom, something like that. Nice. Uh, a few years ago, I used to think it was a bit of a waste of time. Like I thought, well, it's time that I could better spend doing something else, and. Uh, but I found that even you can, even though something is pure, just pure enjoyment and unproductive, I think you can still trade that off and say, well, it's good for your psychological well-being. It massively. There's a woman who does talks on this. I've got a name, but she wrote a book called um, The Healing Power of Games, something like that. And apparently if you get someone who has a traumatic experience in wartime, <laughs> it sounds... Stick him weird. in a cod, Team Deathmatch. <laughs> You get them to play Tetris, the, the effects of PTSD will be reduced. No so way. the effects of gaming uh, actually are very good for you psychologically. It's so, probably something to do with working memory, that. Yeah, probably, yeah. How do you mean? Well, sort of like the theory is with PTSD is that um, the, when you're in a, like a traumatic event like that, something awful happens, you're having so much stimulus put in 
uh, into your system, but it, um, the the memory doesn't get laid down properly, essentially. So it stays in your short term memory rather than being processed and put into your long term memory into storage, essentially. So the idea is, is like with, with treatment with PTSD, is that you occupy working memory, which is kind of the bridge between the two. Um, and what it does is it shifts that memory, forces it back, puts it into the long-term memory rather than um, having it there. So, like the idea is, is that one of the way of looking at it is like your brain. Um, it's kind of that thing of the, the the older part of the brain, the amygdala, sort of fighting with the, the prefrontal cortex, the the more modern part of the brain. Um, so like your more modern part of the brain thinking, shit, this happened. I know it happened. You have to keep it there. They keep going over it and over it. So nothing like that ever happens again. Where um, you sort of like, sorry, that was the old part of the brain. And then the new part of the brain is thinking, well, hang on, that happened in the past. Let's kind of process it and stuff. That's what it does, basically. So what they do is, have you ever heard of EMDR? No. I think it's um, eye movement decision. Oh, I was thinking electromagnetic radiation damage now, <laughs> basically what they do is you in a nutshell you move your eyes from side to side or you follow a beat how big is how big is the nutshell um <laughs> that big how are you supposed to fit into that nutshell move your eyes from side to side so you you move your eyes from side to side that occupies your working memory and then you think about parts of what's happened and it moves it back it works it kind of makes um, sense with the psychedelic angle as well, because people have been using that to treat PTSD, haven't they? And that maybe a psychedelic experience can occupy that front-term memory and push the PTSD back. So if you maybe. do something, if you do something really embarrassing, <laughs> and you don't want to remember it in the future, just quickly move your eyes from side to side for uh, five minutes. Well, I think it's maybe if you were sort of in. Uh, going to die at the same time. So say, for example, you were masturbating um, on a motorway bridge and completely naked, that. and then you <laughs> fell off and you and you smashed your ankles to pieces while landing on a car um, and almost died, then, yeah, potentially something like that would okay. help. Quickly move your eyes. <laughs> Is there a threshold where, it ha- less extreme than that, like if, I, if I'm in public and I think there's a step where there's not a step and I do that kind of half... <laughs> And I'm embarrassed, yeah. so I don't think about that every night for the next year. If I just do the quick eye shifted thing, you probably just need to talk to someone to be honest with you. So why you think it's embarrassing to fall off a curb? What you need in that situation is for everyone else's eyes to start shifting. Elsewhere. I just go. Oh no, you did. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh dear! Do you think there's going to be a, a baby boom from the Rona? Yes. The Rona boner. <coughs> Rona boner. I don't know. I think so. I think so. I think there will be nine months time. Nine months time for the second second wave. Loads of more babies. Just sort of suck up that extra capacity we built up in the NHS. <laughs> I do feel sorry. I know. I knew. I know quite a few people actually who are pregnant and are due to give birth. So sort of within the next month or so, must be kind of nerve wracking. 
just going into a hospital be... for anything yeah. at the moment is going to be an extra anxiety producing, isn't it? Definitely. I don't, I wouldn't like to be doing it. I didn't like doing it anyway. I went into the hospital just after the, the lockdown. I'd hurt my thumb during jujitsu weeks ago and it hurt and it's like a little bit deformed. So I thought, I've got to go now because another week or two, I'm not going to be able to go into. Anyway, I went in and they all had the garbs on and they took my temperature before I could get in and stuff like that. But it was empty. And then the x-rayed it and the doctor saw me. Um, and he went, yeah, it's a little fracture, but it's going to be okay. And then he high-fived me. But I didn't want to high-five him because we're not supposed to. But I thought, well, he's a doctor and... I, you can't leave best. someone hanging. Yeah. Well, you know she had a damaged him. thumb, didn't he? <laughs> you didn't go for like the thumb. I just, I, I just shifted a little bit across. So, you know, it's just a little a little side high five. I'd have totally gone for a thumbs up in that situation. <laughs> it's fine. What <laughs> <laughs> a cool doctor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah he was quite like cool. He was a cool guy. <laughs> I'm glad I met him. Changed my perspective. Um, Eamon Holmes was <laughs> in the news this week talking about the baby boom. Well, it's related to the baby boom. But um, they got into some uh, controversy because apparently they weren't observing the social distancing. Even though they're a Who? married couple, Eamon and Ruth, on this morning. Oh, yeah, because he, on the sofa in on BBC Breakfast, they sat really far apart. And they... Yeah, so they got a bit of flack. Anyway, they cleared it up this week. This is our version of self-isolating or whatever distancing because uh, we are intimate. We can... <laughs> is that not the term? Occasionally. Is that not the term? We can, we're allowed to sit... We're the same household. I don't know how intimate it gets. Well, we're blooming married. <laughs> we are blooming married. Just in yeah. case you didn't know that, you might be new to this morning. Yes. We are married. Don't panic. We don't have to self-isolate because we've don't been touch. this close to each other for weeks and weeks. <laughs> years. Okay. Years, in fact. OK. Because we fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally. I don't think there'll be a... A bit, well, there won't be a baby boom in this house, I know that much. Now, if there's anything to you two uh, <laughs> to sort out, is it? I think she'd be quite keen. Oh, God, don't go there. Mm. No more in this household now, no more. Two's enough for anyone. Yeah, yeah. So much more hard work, the second one. It is, yeah. People say, oh, they look after each other. Yeah, yeah in ten years. Get through that. Said to me about my dog, you should get another dog. They they play with each other. Is it not um, the same for kids? No, no. It's the twice as it's be... twice as much work. Yeah, the youngest one just headbutts the older one basically already. <laughs> when he's playing with, it's just the eldest one is quite nicely playing with his little back cave in the corner. The other one comes bounding over to him, crawling like a frog, dragging one leg behind him for some reason. And just starts headbutting him out of the way so he can play with something that's just age inappropriate for him. I've noticed that with R2, the uh, the eldest one leading with the head. It's almost like a, it's like a frustration thing, I think. You uh, go head, like get getting your head right in the way. It's, uh, yeah. it's like it's almost looks like a natural response. It's like that prior, uh, footballers when they sort of rub it, the heads yeah, on each other. It's, it's exactly kind of... like that. That butting thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's you like what? a primal. You what? 
primal butting instinct. Mm. But R2 have been excellent, really, considering the upheaval and the routine and everything. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, we're coping. Is it still alive? We're still alive. <laughs> can't believe we're yeah. only two weeks in. Yeah, it helps when you lay down a routine. Like, we're, we're still doing schooling mm. all, pretty much all day. We'll try and blag it for next week as well, even though technically it's half term. Oh, is it? Well, Easter, Easter holidays mm. now. Are you not but, tempted um, to rewrite history if you're in homeschooling? <laughs> Just tweak some little bits. <laughs> ah, yeah. This is what really this happened at nine eleven. Along, <laughs> wait for this bit. Yeah, <laughs> a wicker pope <laughs> <laughs> burnt all the cats in it, and we still do that every fourth year. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. only on a leap year. Twenty ninth of February, we do it. Wicker pope, a thousand cats. Hmm. <laughs> Street food. We call it street food. Mm. <laughs> COVID twenty. Stink. Do you know what I did? Uh, I have a new experience actually this week. Go on. Even though we're in isolation, mm-hmm. I watched uh, a streamed mass this morning. Ah, oh, from right. the Pope was it? It wasn't from the Pope. He's doing it in Italian, I believe. But oh, no, right, it okay. was um, a church. Latin, it's a church in Thurles where my other half and her family's from right and they're doing all the services live streaming on on twitch <laughs> oh twitch for the kids yeah. so i thought um, it was quite interesting is your uh, wife really into church then no all oh, right okay uh, it was a significant anniversary you know um oh, at, right, at okay. mass at catholic mass um, they often read anniversaries of people who were pillars of the community yeah. who have died in the previous year or the previous anniversary, whatever. Yeah. So it's it Palm was, Sunday, isn't it, today? It is Palm Sunday. Do you know what happened on Palm Sunday? Jesus fucking it's laid it down, marched into Jerusalem on a donkey. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, yeah he was uh, waved into Jerusalem, wasn't he, with palms? Yeah. Is that when it's he... Um, was it in Spain? <laughs> 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 Did he do the moneylenders over on Palm Sunday as well? Turning the tables? Mm. No, I think that's supposed to be earlier, isn't it? Is it? That? I can't remember. I think. Can't remember. Mm. I think. But I'm gonna. I think they said like we're gonna. They're gonna do um, whatever it is on Monday, Thursday. They're gonna do Stations of the Cross. They're gonna do a Good oh. Friday, a Sunday, Easter Sunday. Stations. Stations of the Cross was my worst. I was an older boy, and that was the worst one to yeah. do. It took eight. Was Wandering like, around. <laughs> that was that was a good hour and a half mass. That yeah. We hope, you know, on a good day, you could get mass done in 50 minutes. Is there, is there 12 stations of the cross? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, is it? No, it's 14, isn't it? 15. So it's 14. 15, maybe. I don't know. I thought it was 15. 12. I should know. I'm, just, I'm going for I'm going 12. Say 12. Because, I'm you know, Zodiac and all that. 12 months in the year. It's not astronism. <laughs> it's all linked. All religion comes from astronomy. Although I started, um, I started reading John Mark Allegro's book this week. Fourteen. 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 I started reading the Sacred Mushroom and the Cross this week, which came oh, out. Like- it came out, I think, in nineteen seventy. John Marco Allegro was one of the first scholars to work on the Dead Sea Scrolls on the deciphering, oh, yeah. and uh, so he's a. Oh, you were excited about that. Um, it's a wild book. I think he got dropped almost almost immediately after it came out. His publishers dropped it and pulled it because of the controversy it caused. 
What's it about? The the premise is, is that um, Jesus was a mushroom. And, wow, where and, can I get this book? And that Catholicism, uh, Christianity and Ju- Judaism all trace back to mushroom cults where they thought that there was a giant penis in the sky that used to ejaculate and that was the rain and that was where nourishment came from. Had he been, ta- had oh, he been taking... from heaven. <laughs> had he been uh, using mushrooms? His theory is, is that because he's a philologist, you can use the languages and trace them back to ancient Sumer, where the roots of the words come from, and then you can decipher um, the ancient Greek and uh, Hebrew texts differently once you have the meanings of the names of the gods and whatever. And he, he said it's all, it all relates back to an ancient fertility cult in uh, Sumer. So, I'm not sold on it. Not solid. Not a solid, I'm not not a solid, solid theory. No, I'm I'm preferring the astronomic theory at the moment. So it all comes yeah. goes back to astronomy, Hamlet's Mill, and all that. So. We're actually bishops of the Church of Astronism, anyway, aren't we? Or oh, canons we? or something? We yeah, should. He said, he said at the end, didn't he? Did you, Shane? Did you hear our episode with Cometan a few weeks ago? Which one was that? Um, so is the it, guy is... wrote the um, the book of all the words. <laughs> yeah. the, um... What's it called? Omni, uh, Omni, Omni, Omni Doxy. Doxy. Omni Doxy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if... Sorry. Do you really think we could get, like, a rank in the Church of Astronomy? I'd love um, one. He said we could, so I'm holding him to that. I don't remember that. We could at least be deacons. No, canons. Acolytes. <laughs> uh, canon, what's the... Pop pops the loop. Mm-hmm. Cardinal, I want to be a Cardinal. That's what. That's two two ranks down from the Pope. Damn straight it is. What's uh? What's the one rank down? Reserve Pope. Reserve Vice Pope. pope. Yeah. There's Vice pope. pope. There's a something cardinal, isn't there? Oh, like an arch see, cardinal. You can see Shane's dog now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What's she called? Can't remember. Dog. She'll be able to hear us. She will. Uh, no, headphones. Dog. Yeah, that's what I mean. Won't hear us through the headphones. Come on. Come on. Pope Cardinals, Archdeacons. Matt. Uh, bishops. What was the first one, Ben? Pope. Then Cardinals. Mm. Then Archbishops. Then oh. Bishops. Then... Then uh, priests, maybe I, maybe I was thinking there was like an arch cardinal or something. The laity. Matt, when you were an altar boy, were there any like really? Did anything really funny happen? Funny heart. Yeah. Well, I can remember. I mean, there was shenanigans. There wasn't anything shenanigans. Particularly really funny. The the main memories I have are all the bumming. <laughs> no, I was, I was never abused and all the priests were very nice actually um, my favourite memory are being, being paid um, too hairy being paid um, £5 for a wedding once so that was a lot of money in the in late ni- well, early 90s I would say for me um, getting to ring the bell that's not a euphemism yeah, three times. Now, is that the offertory uh, bell or the the tower bell? The ch- so the, the Eucharist, Eucharist it had, bell. 
it had a well both, but no, the, the actual uh, tower bell. So the motor broke once. Um, so there was a button at the bottom of the tower. Church has changed now, and you pressed it, and it rang the bell, and then you turned it off. So you, you could go up through the gallery, the choir's gallery or whatever it was, where the organ was, and there was like um, a nylon rope, like a blue rope, all the way up to the bell, and you pulled it, pulled it really hard, and if you got it really going, you'd shoot like 10 foot into the air. If you hold 10 it foot? Through. Well, two foot. <laughs> <laughs> You would fly cool. up into the air, so that was really that was fun. You um, and there was naughtier altar boys as well. So you know the um, what do you call it the the uh, thing that smells and smokes incense like incense. incense that's it. <laughs> so the incense shaker you used to put like these little um, charcoal discs into it. A crozier or brazier or something, something like that, and then a brassier. Yeah, you had to set fire to that, something, heat it up, and it went red. Mm. And then you put the incense on it. It was like shisha. Yeah, and then, um, but instead of putting one in, you could put like, well, you could put loads in. So this lad would always put loads in, and he used to go into this little side room <laughs> at the, on on the altar to do it. And there'd be so much smoke built up in that room, it starts seeping out through the door. <laughs> and the door opened, it just got. <laughs> Nobody batted an eyelid. Yeah, <laughs> no one batted an eyelid. <laughs> Stuff like that, basically. We went on a trip to Alton Towers once. <laughs> right? Yeah, we, yeah, we went to. That was uh, good. Whitewater Valley, I think. But it was, I was with Monsignor that day, and he made us go on the, the swan boats. Oh. We just sat around going, this is the worst. Well, we were Monsignor. <coughs> you mentioned um, going past the, the where the organist used to be at our church on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And the last time yeah. I went to church, <clears throat> they'd had an organist and it, it it sounded like Les Dawson. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's not very good, is she? Oh, is it the same one? Yeah, she oh, goes, shit. it's like... She, <laughs> She drops a key every so often. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and sometimes the priest sort of just goes, looks at her and goes, <laughs> see him shaking his head. I'm just looking. Yeah. Oh She's a bit of a busybody as well. Have you, uh, have you had any brushes with faith, Shane? No, none actually. But I didn't even go to a well, Church of England school, so that's just middle of the road, isn't it? That's kind of a default. Yeah. Mm. So, no, nothing really. No, nothing. I'm an atheist, so, you know, no real sort of religious things in my life. Oh, actually, sorry. I used to be a Jehovah's Witness. Fucking <laughs> so hell. I, was, I, I can't believe you forgot that. Uh, when I was a kid, my mum was Jehovah's Witness, so we used to go door to door. Really? Giving out the watchtower oh, and stuff like that. Was and that how old were you nope. when that stopped? Six or seven. Oh right, so you want to have a lot of memories yeah, of it seven then? Seven or eight or something like that. No, yeah, I remember. Bits Did you have a? Like do you remember any like weird, like really horrible reactions when you were door to dooring? I don't even remember doing the door to door that much. No, really, I remember always. The only thing I remember is the story of uh, Samson, because we used to have a book that was gold that Mum used to read me. At Sort of bedtime, it was the version of the children's Bible or something. I mean, I remember the story of Samson 
with his long hair. Tearing down yeah. the the what the <laughs> temple of Dagon. Yeah, with Delilah and stuff like that. And it was my goal to have really long hair like Samson. And I'd like to say, uh, you know, I nailed it. So <laughs> is, is Jehovah's Witnesses big into Old Testament then? I think so, yeah. I think that's where, because they don't recognize Jesus as the, mm. he's not the Messiah. He's uh, a very naughty boy. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're very Old Testament very strict on they don't celebrate christmas they don't celebrate birthdays because yeah the should. birthdays and christmas i was going to ask you about that yeah so uh, so you didn't get them as a young kid then no i don't really remember that i didn't get them i'm assuming i didn't get them but i got some presents at some point in time you know like a loaf of bread and pint of milk <laughs> so, yeah. tangerine and a lump of coal it, but it prepared me well for the lockdown recently <laughs> <so>. <laughs> So yeah, but nothing else, nothing else like that. I was watching a debate on YouTube the other day. It was uh, Christopher Hitchens. Are you familiar with Chris Chris Hitchens? I love Chris. I love the, the Hitch. Yeah, Hitch slaps and all that. Yeah, the, yeah. There's some fantastic compilations on YouTube. His um, brother's into the limelight now, Peter, isn't he? For his um, his comments on uh, the lockdown. Oh, what are they? Uh, so Peter Hitchens, his brother, who's a, a Catholic. I don't know, vicar or whatever it is but he's highly critical of the the lockdown saying it's not it's reactionary and that if you look at the numbers you know this is massive economical impact based on uh, marginal uh, deaths mostly of vulnerable people who who may have died of something anyway so if people go in there with pancreatic cancers for example or something but they contract covid then they've you know they're going to say they died whilst under covid they died of covid mm. But there was an interview with him and some couple of other people and Piers Morgan on uh, Good Morning or whatever it's called. And he was trying at this point to cross. Piers Morgan just, just shot him down completely. Um, but yeah, I think he's been the only sort of dissenting voice I've seen on YouTube who's been dissenting against the, the current position of the, the media and the, the government. It's, it's quite conservative, isn't he? It's a, it's a regular on question time. Is he? Uh, yeah. Uh, but not for a good over a year, I would say. But um, he writes for the um, Mail on Sunday. Yeah, and he's an author the, as well. Yeah, he seems like an intelligent guy. The, the, he said, uh, and when we got Peter Hitchens, who writes for the Daily Mail, he went, "No, I do not." <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah so Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, fantastic guy. Is he died? Is he yeah. the one who died? Yeah. Yeah, he got a. Uh, Throat cancer, so larynx, larynx, mm. larynx, larynx cancer, something like that. I think he was when a bit of a hard drinker, hard smoker. Yeah. Mm. He wrote a book on it while he was dying called Mortality. Mm. Oh, man. I, uh, I watched a debate he did this week with a, a guy who was some sort of, well, a, a Christian. And it was interesting because I previously, I've, would be in the same boat as you in that I thought Christopher Hitchens was amazing. I still do. And but this particular debate, it was pretty personal. Mm. Um it was not answering the questions directly. And and this Christian guy had some really good good points, but I don't know, it's sort of um it I feel the same way with Jordan Peterson. I really like a lot of the things Jordan Peterson says, and I think it appeals to this sort of demasculated um, 
generation of guys that we've got and all the things he does. And I like the archetypal stuff he does. Even if it's just bullshit, the idea of it, of, you know, you've got to clean your damn room and stuff like that. <laughs> you've got to rise up the dominance hierarchy. It's not an insignificant thing. But I Pretty saw, good, I saw, Yeah. <laughs> Irish. I saw, <laughs> I saw him debate with Sam Harris about uh, God, and he was completely out of his league. He was wishy-washy. Really? He, he couldn't. He couldn't nail anything down. He was saying, "Well, God is. A, I define God as this power of the universe, stuff like that." So yeah, he failed on that one, and I lost respect for him on that part. But you know, not necessarily on the other bits. I saw it as well. It was like um, the cogs wouldn't move quick enough for him. Mm. He was struggling. How, how recent was that? Because of you know what we've been talking about, oh, um, it was about a year ago, more maybe. Uh, it might have been deep into his um, <laughs> tranquilizer addiction at that point. Hey, anyone can have a bad night. Is this yeah. Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is he apparently? Apparently, he's very ill at the moment. That's the other thing I was just about to say. He's in. It's in a coma. You say in New York, and they've been sort of over. Well, they're getting over. No, no, apparently. they sent him to Russia. Yeah, it's in Russia. I thought he moved back from Russia to, oh, I don't know. to New York or something now. Well, the I'd last I heard was about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and he had to go to Russia because the treatment that they wanted to do, they wouldn't do it in the States, and they had to put oh, him yeah. in a coma for it. So, yeah, he's seriously ill, Peterson. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Through what? What's the... Addiction? Yeah, addiction to... Uh... Yeah. Uh, is it... I don't... Yeah. Is it, uh, Valium? Benzodiazepam, I think. Benzo Diazepan, I think. Yeah, Benny's. <laughs> yeah, his daughter does. I didn't know until you two mentioned it, but his daughter yeah. does um, like vlog posts, doesn't she? Talking about it, I think. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michaela, she's got a podcast, I think, of her own. Christ, who hasn't these days? <laughs> no, yeah. All these podcasts. <laughs> Someone sent me a link on Twitter saying during the crisis, people listen to less podcasts. Less? Yeah, yeah. I do. Not at work. That's- no driving. That's no, when I'd probably listen to them if I was going to listen. I listen all day at work, and um, I can't keep up with anything now. This is too much. I'm just falling behind. Life's passing you by. We need to get on Pornhub. <laughs> Take our tops off and do a video. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, not together. <laughs> <coughs> you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub are offering the uh, premium for free now. What can mm. be on the premium that's not on the free? <laughs> what more is there out there? Yeah. No adverts. Is there adverts? I don't know. Never go on. <laughs> <laughs> nice sidestep. <laughs> Nearly fell into my trap. Well, let's not talk about your laptop, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> the infinite tabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I um, have you been following um, the Jeffrey Epstein thing, Shane? I get confused with the Epsteins now. So and the Weinstein. Got, there's Harvey Weinstein and Epstein. Anything with a stand in it? Now I'm thinking. So which one's that? Is he the the one who who died, committed suicide? Oh yeah, hung himself, yeah. choked himself to death. Yeah, yeah, I did follow that for a bit. Yeah. There was a development this week. Um, the lawyer of the um, who was representing some of his uh, victims has come out with a book. 
and um, he's gone into detail about some private conversations they had, and I had to take a clip. For most of their nearly 11-year legal battle, Brad Edwards fought Jeffrey Epstein in the courtroom. But in 2015, Edwards says Epstein suddenly started reaching out personally by phone. It was always his idea to speak. Uh, I never had his phone number. He would call me and his phone would come up mysteriously, all zeros on my cell phone. He says Epstein asked to meet at this Starbucks in Boca Raton, Florida, starting a series of secret rendezvous. The early meetings were him trying to figure out a way to, in his words, divorce from me, cause me to stop prosecuting him. We were uh, at the corner table right outside Starbucks when he leaned over and said to me, uh, Brad, if you keep pursuing me this way, somebody's going to get hurt. Someone's, no. someone's going to get hurt. Correct. Little did he know. It's going to be him. <laughs> who's, the other, who's the other Steen then? The one who's got COVID now? Weinstein. Weinstein. Mm, Harvey Weinstein. Ah, uh, Harvey Weinstein, yeah. 23 years. He's going to have COVID what? for 23 years. <laughs> well... Yeah, it's part prison. of his sentence. Yeah. <laughs> They're not offering him the microchip. No. <laughs> he can't get the uh, bundle. He's going to be on dial-up in prison and can't get the vaccine. Yeah. I wonder if he'll have to be kept away from the main population. <clears throat> this is a huge problem. That's brewing in our prisons, isn't it? Well, they're releasing people already, aren't they? Well, they're, mm. they're considering, I think, releasing people with three months and under to serve. I thought there was four. I thought they said the four hundred been released. Oh, might be wrong. Yeah, if it's in recent in the last couple of days, then it could be. Mm. Yeah, there's a hundred. I think there's hundred in Northern Ireland or Scotland or something. And a few hundred here so far. We yeah, have a couple of people have died, and some prison workers are read as well. They died. Really? Mm. Fuck. That might be like that viral load thing that Ben was talking about, being around sort of sick people. Apparently, if um, if I uh, if our service um, doesn't sort of work to capacity, we can all be redeployed to work in the hospital. Really? Oh, Doing what? Mm. Don't know. Vasectomy clinic pre-op scrub <laughs> assistant. Oh, I didn't get that job, did I? <laughs> Shaving men's balls. No, I didn't get it. <laughs> So um, how would you be redeployed? Uh, it didn't say any further, did it not? No, there's a redeployment hub, and if you're not able to work to capacity, you will be redeployed to somewhere else in the service, in the trust. It's more than likely to be the hospital. So I guess, I don't know, I'd be a porter. Right. Cleaner, I don't know. Fuck. I, um, cons- you know, when they, um, they put out this um, call to action for people to volunteer, mm-hmm. I was considering volunteering. I can't work, and uh, I hadn't I hadn't discussed it with the missus yet, but um, they've had to suspend it because they've Have had they really they've had oh, too many they've had three quarters of a million people volunteer, and it's too much for them to process, so they've had to suspend the <laughs> for volunteers. Mm. That's an upside out of all this. Yeah, yeah. 
there's still people about who yeah loads of busy bodies out there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> busy have you seen when you go outside the look some people give you like everyone's checking everyone out like are you doing essential business out here is it or is that your kind of uh walk paranoia kicking in again you know when you're falling off that curb <laughs> you're thinking about it all the time maybe yeah maybe well, there I, was... I, read an, I read an experiment about that. It was uh, people, what did they do? They did an experiment where people put um, use makeup to put scar tissue on people's faces. I think and I've read ex- that, yeah. The experiment was to see how many people reacted to it and noticed. And mm-hmm. be, just before they went out, they said, we're just going to touch it up, and they wiped it off. Oh, and everyone yeah. come back went, yeah, I could totally tell people mm. looking at it all the time. That's mm-hmm. all they were looking at and stuff. So, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that's it. That's like a placebo that's exercise, that's... isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How your own cognitions affect your be so sort of thoughts. Your perception or your perceptions. Mm. Weird. Yeah. I just walk a little bit faster. So you can't quite work out what my normal walking pace is and they've no they've no baseline. Well there's one leg goes really fast, the other one just balances <laughs> by going super slow. Just going in circles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, there was a story last week. I, I thought I, I want to say it was Wiltshire Police had set up some sort of hotline where people could dob people in. Uh, um, yes, I think there's a few services that have done that. But yeah, yeah. dobbers. Yeah, the drones in Derbyshire as well. That's yeah. right, the Peak Districts. Dog walkers. Yeah. Got telling, get telling off. They turn to your well homes. With... Yeah. Is this essential? They did quite well with the After Effects, though. I've got to praise them for the motion graphics. <laughs> the little, uh, what was it, like Minority Report-esque little bubbles coming out. What, do, Walker. what does it say, the drone? They did the overlay on the video with after with like uh, motion graphics, just saying, you know, a little circle around them. Dog Walker. Is this essential? Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Mm. I should get it to say, cower in place, slave. Some, somebody <laughs> should do like a, a spoof like interlaced minority report with the guy going like that with Tom mm. Cruise going like that dog walkers <laughs> get the ball before they walk the dog and we've got to go in there and bust them oh that's a good one I, uh, I've come up with a new segment oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, Bell End of the Week oh are you familiar yeah. with Ant Middleton Oh, are they yes. No, the army, the army guy. That's the one, right? From SAS, are you tough enough? Yeah. So he does this Whatever. show where people, civvies, decide to go through yeah. the SAS training, and he he abuses them for six weeks, or whatever. Anyway, I got this off Twitter. Am I still out travelling the world? Yes. Am I still shaking hands? Yes. Am I still cuddling fans at the airport? Yes. Am I washing my hands and keeping my hygiene to a high standard as always? Yes. Has my life changed? No. Am I going to let some disease, COVID-19, dictate my life? Absolutely not. Get out there. Don't change. Fuck COVID-19. Shit. And you're saying he's died from it, yeah? That's my favourite. Cuddling, cuddling my fans at the airport. What fucking planet is he on? Fan. <laughs> Mr. Middleton was late, was uh, lately accused of sexually abusing many of his fans at airports. And now he's never heard of me too. 
I thought that was uh, classic. Is that recent, that tweet? Uh, I think it was it's, last week. It's from our producer, Eamon, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, he sent that to oh, us. Oh, shit, I didn't have a credit for that. So, yeah, producer Eamon, thank you. Okay. But, um, yeah, that was, a, I think, about a week or two. When the first, when he first announced it, it was that two weeks ago now, the Monday. Yeah, so yeah just under two weeks. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how long we're going to, uh, we can hold on to this. Um, I've got some uh, some Biden clips. As soon oh, as that's yeah. a regular regular feature now. I've got a Joe Biden super cut to start. I want to thank uh, uh, Rich Fitzgerald, the county executive, Allegheny County executive, for being here. And all my time in public life, from when I've gotten involved, the country wasn't built by Wall Street bankers, CEOs, and hedge, and hedge fund managers. If the enterprise hits hard times, everybody took a hit. Union workers, the UAW took incredible cuts in their future and their, and their pensions and the left to get GM working. They also got that last year and try to cut wages or freeze wages for the people. Right today, the same is happening in big, hospital, in big hospital systems. I think we have to rethink how we define what constitutes a successful economy. Folks in America don't think their children are going to have the same standard of living they had. How can a person dignity be maintained? Be, why, why they do that? It means investing much more in medical research to conquer, to conquer devastating diseases like cancer and addiction and Alzheimer's. So God bless you all and may God protect our truth. Thank- that was all Gosh. from one speech. That sounds like Evan Davis on PM. <laughs> <laughs> it's always doing stuff. I think, that, I think that was the last... Um, speech he gave in public i think it's maybe the pittsburgh primary something like that before everything right. shut down so now he's stuck in a bunker he's doing broadcast from a bunker now but he's still uh I've, I've got a couple of clips from this week from his bunker shit i put it slightly differently what is his responsibility uh and what uh if there was an you know allocating uh responsibility is uh you know, hist- I'll let history do that, but... <laughs> That's fucking nonsense. Yeah, it doesn't... not very articulate, is he? There's been rumours going around the internet this week that he's had a stroke. A mini-stroke. Yeah, possible. This is why I feel... Like 80. feel slightly bad about laughing at his, his uh, gaffes. But there's one more, so I'll have to play it. <laughs> and in order to avoid that, those very high numbers, we have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell, uh, uh, wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Yeah, all over it, he's, he's really <laughs> reaching there, isn't he? Yeah. But he's got the nominee now, so... Yeah. Is it him? It's nailed, so, nailed on. What happened to Anthony Cuomo? <coughs> There's still time. There's still time. Right. It's a long time till November. Uh, okay. I can't see Biden making it to November. You think that's is it? That, is that worn down now? Fuck. Mm. I think someone has to sweep in. My money's at Matt Cuomo's my dark horse. Just because he sounds like Al Pacino. What, what was that guy's name who was on um, Total Recall who came out of the guy's body? In the front? Quaid. Quaid? Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> Open your mind. 
Dark held athletic. <laughs> what a film. Huh? Yeah. Top top ten for me, I think. Total recall film. Oh yeah. Mm. You see the remake? Yes. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm. It had uh, Kate Beckinsale in it though. Yeah, the best thing in it, but Save, definitely a saving grace. Well, it's, uh, it's fucking, we're marching on, it's 10, 12 minutes past 10 now. Yep. Are we going to, uh, are we going to wrap up for tonight? I think so. I think it's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. For, thanks for coming, Shane. Yeah, pleasure. thank you, Shane. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, cheers. We'll um, put all the links, I should have said this at the beginning, <laughs> all the links to your social media and stuff will be in the uh, episode notes. No. Yeah, not so, many uh, people make it to the end, do they? No, no, I'll have to insert something at the beginning. That's what she said. <laughs> That's also what she said. <laughs> Just a tip. So uh, make sure you check out P-Town and uh, follow him on social media. Right, we'll, uh, we'll sign off then. Yeah. All right. Wakanda forever. Praise Jablon. Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein didn't kill himself. Fucking after doing it all. Say, useless. <laughs>